like nostalgic movie review from Nerdy Married Man. Welcome back to new nostalgic movie reviews. I'm David. And I'm Steven. And today we are looking at a wife's pick episode. Yes. We... Uh, sorry. Go oh, ahead. good. <laughs> we did a special uh, YS episodes in the next two episodes. This is where we decided to have them pick their favorite movie for some reason or just a movie that means a lot to them. Yeah. And the movie that my wife picked was How to Train Your Dragon. This movie came out in 2010, it's PG, and it's an hour and 38 minutes long. Which is perfectly for a movie. Um, this has Jay uh, Baruchel, Gerard Butler, Christopher Mintz-Plazé, Craig Ferguson, America Ferreira, Jonah Hill, <laughs> Christopher Mintz-Plazé, TJ Miller, and Kristen Wiig. Yeah, those people. Uh, the plot for this movie is a hapless young Viking who aspires to hunt dragons becomes the unlikely friend of a young dragon himself and learns there may be more to the creatures than they assumed. Boom, boom, boom. So I think to start out with, uh, probably talk about the music. Oh, the, seriously. The music of this movie is phenomenal. The composer, John Powell, should be awarded every award ever. This Music this this whole franchise so has some of the best soundtracks and music to it ever. And honestly, just DreamWorks in general just has killer soundtracks in everything they do. Shrek has a killer soundtrack. This has a killer soundtrack. Kung Fu Panda's got a killer soundtrack. Like, it's just all fantastic. And the animation of this is just the most, some of the most beautiful animations I've seen, even with this movie being over 10 years old. Like, this is just incredible. Oh, yeah. The visuals of this movie overshadowed so many movies that were made today i mean you can pause this movie at any point and it'll be a perfect you can make it the background on your desktop it's a beautiful scene. yeah seriously some of the lighting and shadowing and effects of this movie like even at times where you're looking into toothless's eyes and you see every bit of his iris you see the shadows of the trees behind him you see the reflection of things behind him. it is so pristine in every small detail of this it's just incredible what they do with this. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, even the cinematography, it's shot so well. And the movie, or the, yeah, I guess the movie just feels like they are in a real place. A mix of the lighting and the shadows make these characters that are not made to resemble realism at all, but they seem like they really fit well, well in this world that just looks so detailed and beautiful. There, there's The opening scene is a camera crawl through like the town like it's flying and it's almost like a this is what's going to happen later like kind of foreshadowing of what's <laughs> happening of them flying through the town and there's even just like some of the most subtle moments in this with like lighting and effects we're talking about there's a moment where uh hiccup is reading the dragon training like book or whatever after everyone's left after training and he opens up the book and you see the candles flicker their wind when he opens the book like the wind draft moved the flame just slightly and that attention to detail so intricate so small really not noticeable but makes it feel so much more real absolutely because it, it's something you notice in real life when you do that stuff yeah that, this this movie uh i cannot say enough about it uh i think this movie is worth buying on every service you can this is it's worth watching worth buying I firmly believe this movie belongs in like the top ten best movies of all time. It's within that list. Damn, that that's that that's crazy. Uh, I also just absolutely love 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 this movie. Um, I don't know if it made my top ten ever, 
but it is definitely one of my top animated movies ever. And it has just one of the most brilliant storylines, brilliant characterization, some of the most amazing visuals, like we've said. This movie is, it's funny, like I had like a month ago before even having this movie for the podcast, Jen randomly was talking to your wife about this movie. And I was like, oh, I need to watch those again. And we ended up finding a deal on Voodoo and buying them all. And my wife started watching one while I was playing a game for the other podcast. And uh, I ended up like kept on like pausing and looking over what was going on. And I ended up just completely turning off my computer and watching the rest of the movie with her. Then watch the next one the next day and the next one the next day after that. Just can't help but watch them. They're so good. It's, it's seriously, it's encapsulating. Every time I see this on, I'm like, Yo, what's, what's going on? I want to see the flight scene again. Like, I want to see this. Thing. So, um, yeah, the... On top of the music, the characterization of everyone, all of the storylines. The character just, building yes. is just insane, especially with Stoic and Hiccup and even some of the other people in the plan and stuff like that. Like there's there's character growth with almost every single person. Yeah, all of like the main clump of characters, like those eight characters or whatever, each have a moment to shine. Some of them less than others, but it's yeah. all really well done and such a stacked cast <laughs> the, the cast is just amazing uh so i guess before we move on to spoilers next week we're going to look at steven's wife's pick which is the book of life the book of life it is on hbo max right now so go check it out and we'll get at you with that next week yeah all right and now on to the spoilers <laughs> uh i think one of the biggest things to talk about first is going to be the character growth and relationship between Hiccup and Toothless. Seriously, some of the things in this, especially with the facial animations with both Hiccup and especially Toothless, with the way that they show trust in each other's eyes and they show like a little bit of fear and hesitation. And I know like you were talking about something with like the, the hand. Yeah, so uh, there's an animation point where they're first learning to trust each other and Toothless kind of starts leaning in and then he hesitates and he snaps his head back a little bit and then he fully leans in the Hiccup's hand. And I think that's such an important moment, but it turns out that animation of him hesitating for a second was actually a mistake. It was a glitch in the animation. And they decided to keep it because it just looked so well and it actually made the scene feel more real because it showed Hic uh, almost like the internal struggle that Toothless has gone through if the trust hiccup. It really did. And one of the things I absolutely love about this, and it's something that I don't see a lot of people pointing out, is I love how much, like, Hiccup never planned to tame the dragon. Hiccup never planned to ride this dragon. Hiccup literally just wanted to help and figure out the dragons, and he, he wanted to just understand them. Yeah. And he started out by accidentally shooting off a part of Toothless's tail, and then realizing he can't fly, so he builds him a mechanism that can fly, to help him fly, but Toothless can't control it. So then he creates a mechanism to be able to control it, and that's when they have to start flying together to work together. But it's never, it was part of his initial intentions, and I absolutely love that part. Yeah, that they basically make each other better. They're the, in a sense that they're like the same person from a different species. In a way. Yeah. And they just help each other's best qualities come out. They just have such a strong connection. And with the talking about like their strong connection, like you can really see how strong their connection is after Stoic comes down on um, Hiccup and they have that big fight, which I'll talk about that scene in a little bit too. But they have that big fight and Stoic grabs the Night Fury and chains them up and drives off to go towards the lead head dragon or whatever. 
But after that, in the when they open up the chains again, Toothless still trusts Hiccup. And it's something that I love because a lot of movies, I feel like they make a third act conflict there. They're like, oh, I don't trust any humans anymore because of that. But him still having full trust in Hiccup, like you would have never done this to me. You did this because you were forced to it as well. And him knowing that it's just beautiful. Yeah. And I think uh, one of the most powerful scenes to show their relationship and also problem solving is the first test flight scene. Oh, seriously. Where, you know, the two of them are doing okay at first and Hiccup's using his little cheat sheet. And it's just so awesome watching them grow together, even just in that one scene. I think that's one of the most perfect scenes ever created. But like when he finally loses his cheat sheet and they just learn to trust each other and Hiccup's like, ah, screw it. And he just lets instinct take over. Mm -hmm. They they basically, like the gears align and become one machine. It just works so well. Well, and I just love a lot of their dynamics because Toothless does feel like a, like a cat or a dog kind of personality. And you really see that. And I love like when he's even like doing different things, like uh, you, uh, he finds out he has got the retractable teeth and you find out he's got like, a bunch of these things and he's got these little quirks and he loves fish and all these little like tiny little things and he's like bouncing around and there's even like that drawing scene where he's like drawing in the dirt and then like grabs a branch and starts drawing all over the place and it reminds me of like in Tarzan when Clayton was showing Tarzan how to draw and he draws this like beautiful grill and then Tarzan just takes and goes <laughs> it's very similar well and there's just there's just so many just like touching and just beautiful like tiny 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 details and emotions in this that just with everything, it's just incredible. Just the way that everything reacts. And there's always a reaction to everything. It's something that I, I talked about in the last couple of our movies. I hate when things happen and people don't react. Like in the Mortal Kombat, when the humans don't react to seeing demons and gods for the first time. Like, it's it's so strange when things don't have a reaction. And this, every single thing has a reaction from someone. Whether it's good or bad, it's just part of their characters. And it's just awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess one of the, if not only downfalls I have in this movie uh, is that in the beginning, the town gets mad at Hiccup uh, because apparently he screws up and causes all this destruction. But while I was watching it, I'm like, he didn't do that. Like, it, I don't, I truly believe none of it was actually Hiccup's fault. Like, the destruction and would have happened, period. <laughs> it would have happened either way. Uh, and I feel like they're just finding a place to put their blame and anger towards, yeah. which is Hiccup. And I just, I, that's the one thing that kind of annoyed me. But other than that, I think the movie's yeah, virtually for, perfect. For me, I have just a few downfalls. Like, one of the biggest ones for me, um, I, I really, it is kind of weird how scrawny he is working as a blacksmith and it's it just feels so weird because working as a blacksmith for as long as he's worked as a blacksmith and has much as they've talked about it it it's weird that he wouldn't have some muscle definition but i feel like it was more of a design thing just to so exaggeration of how different he was from his dad yeah i think they wanted to exaggerate that you know hiccup not only wants to be accepted but they want to show him as like a relatable underdog or not someone that you would expect to be a hero of this story. Yeah. Um, the only other things for me is it, it seems weird. Like during the dragon fighting training scenes, 
when Hiccup's using the eel and the grass and like tickling the dragons, everyone's watching him. There's people watching from above the arena that are degrading him on his dragon training or dragon like skills or whatever, dragon fighting skills. And no one says anything about any of it. Like if I was fighting with him and training with him and I saw him hold up a thing of grass and the dragon it immediately goes from fighting to <laughs> my puppy dog, like I'm going to be like, what the was that dude like what was what are you doing how did you do that where did that come from or what was the eel thing you just threw into that bin <laughs> see i kind of see it as it's almost like hiccup is uh showing off new skills of how to take care of dragon instead of going right for the kill right away it's it's almost it's one of the things i love about hiccup he looks at a problem and tries to find a solution without fighting or using violence first because he realizes that's not the type of person he is he always wants to talk or find a solution to fight like he does in all the movies and i feel like that's kind of showing that he is well and i love him doing it i just don't love that there's no reactions to anybody else seeing it yeah i mean they do say like he is like the dragon master or whatever later one still gets back and i feel like that might be part of it they're Seeing it as another way but to as, take care of as like as a group of people that have always been fighting the dragons and are learning how to fight and kill these dragons and learning all the details to survive against these dragons, seeing someone tickling a dragon's neck in the submission is weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it is weird. Uh the only other big downfall I really, really have for this is I really um, it is really weird at the end of the movie how everyone, like, the entire movie is him learning how to fly. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, everyone just instantly knows how to fly a dragon. Going towards the main battle scene at the end. Yeah, that, I mean, I can I can see that because it kind of makes a quick cut. I do think that, you know, it starts out that scene with Hiccup starting to show them how to ride the dragons and tame the dragons and whatnot. And I feel like it would have uh, ruined the pacing of the film if they had like stopped for like a quick montage of him training them. How yeah. To, I, I definitely didn't want to like, montage. Ride the dragons. And I don't know if there's necessarily a, a way to do it better. And I'm not saying that it's bad necessarily, but just logically it didn't make a lot of sense. And maybe they could have just like said how much time has passed or something like, all right, we, we, we've been training for two days. We really need to get out there now. Like, like we need to go help them. Like we need to get there as fast as we can. And even though these dragonflies are going to be faster than boat, we still might not catch them at the exact time they get there or whatever. And it could have been something with that. Cause even like having someone who knows these things about the dragons and is going to be able to make it quicker. But I mean, we don't even know how long of a span it was that hiccup was training with toothless. Was that a, a week during the movie was that several months of the movie like yeah that, i mean there is no timeline and th- that is the only other thing that i really and that's kind of a nitpicky thing to be honest <laughs> like, <laughs> like this movie is just incredible and i'm not saying that it's bad that they made this decision it's just something that i can point out and be like what did happen there what's going on there why did this happen so quickly yeah i can understand that how it would kind of make you think about that but uh I guess if that's all the uh, downfalls you have, I, I want to get back into some of the other characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. I think Stoic has a really cool arc this movie. Uh, I mean, one of the biggest things I love is at the, the end of the movie when Hiccup and Toothless are under the water. 
Stoic has grown from hating dragons to understanding that like Toothless is something special that he not only goes in and pulls uh, Hick up out of the water and saves him, but then he turns around and goes back to help Toothless as well. Yeah. And uh, he just understands like, you know what? You're going to need to be up here to help Hick up. And like, he understands. Well, and I love how much like, detail they go into showing the emotional sides of these characters too just like with hiccup and stoic like when uh Stoic hears all these things about hiccup being bad at dragon training at first he's like really like upset and like oh man he can't do anything right i wish i had a stronger son he says all these like things and hiccup overhears it and you kind of get that sadness to it but then like when they actually have that confrontation about the night fury and other dragons and stuff they get into this fight, and during this fight, it's one of the coolest animated scenes for me. Um, Stoic says some hurtful things to Hiccup. Hiccup's, like, on the floor and just sitting there and just, like, in shock and awe and just hurt from all the things Stoic said. And Stoic, like, tries to slam the door, but the door doesn't fully stay slammed, and it partially opens back up and leaves a crack of light on him, and it's visually just beautiful. And then you see Stoic walking, and he's so angry and uptight. And then all of a sudden, he you see this, like, I, I just thought about what I said when I did, and I'm 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 like mad that I said it. Like, why did I do that? Why did I say those things? Why did I have this fight with him? And you just instantly see the regret in his face, and it's just so beautiful because I've never I can't tell you the time I've seen a detail like that in an animated movie that was just that perfect. <laughs> it it's, it is quite amazing, and I do love uh, some things about this movie is how uh, it sets up plot points and story points early on in the movie and then it pays them off really well Mm -hmm. like i really enjoy how you know hiccup makes the mistake of hurting toothless and so he helps uh, toothless to be able to fly again and at the end of the movie toothless had unintentionally hurt hiccup and now it's him that is helping hiccup to walk again and be able to move around and I also really love how, like, the end of the film, like, the last solution is foreshadowed, like, halfway through the movie. It shows how dragons are not fireproof inside their body, oh, yeah. outside, where it shows Toothless uh, shoots a little fireball into this little small dragon that's causing issues and causes it to wig out. And so then they use that technique at the end of the movie against the queen dragon shooting a fireball inside of it and causing it to you know, be defeated. And I just think it's this is amazing setup for sure. Paid off. This is one of the coolest things I think about this movie because most of the time with dragons in movies, it's either like a magical flame breath or it just breathe fire instantly, or they have like two uh, fire rods in their throat that spark together that cause the flame or whatever it is. And in this one, they actually fill their mouths with a gas first and then they ignite the gas and that is the coolest thing ever. And it also pays homage to like what they said earlier with them only having a certain number of shots like for dragons because they only have a certain amount of gas in them and they have to keep producing this gas. So it makes sense that they only have limited shots because of that. I do like how the movie uh, shows that, you know, each dragon has a certain number of shots, like the Grunkle has like five shots or something. And it's nice seeing that, you know, they can only do so much before they have to take a rest and like recharge, basically. Well, and like some of the things in there too, like some of the things they learn about the dragons, like they learn that loud noises and banging pots and stuff like disorient the dragons. Mm-hmm. And they use that against the mother dragon. But then they also 
the dragons they're flying on while they're bashing him also start to wig out and stuff and they start going crazy and they're like oh god and they're like oh no this is hurting my dragon too and it's supposed to be one of those things and like i've heard a lot of people point out that all the dragons like having similar things that they like or dislike is a little weird but then i'm like you're thinking about it as each dragon having individual exact traits when you're not thinking about it like cats and dogs like all cats and all dogs like there's tons of different breeds of dogs but there are traditional things that all dogs do <laughs> and that's why I think they're doing that with dragons. They're saying dragons as a species are common enough that they can do this, but each one will still have their individual details. Yeah, absolutely. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Um, as far as like the chemistry in this movie, I really love how all of the actors interact with each other and all the characters play off of each other. And I think it's done so well because it was recorded a little differently than traditional animated movies where they're like in a single sound booth and one character records their lines at a time. Whereas in this movie, a lot of the actors were able to get a similar schedule so that they could record at the same time in the room and kind of play off of each other, you know, play off of their emotions. And it makes it almost feel more real when the characters are interacting on screen. I definitely think that makes a better movie. Because like, even though like, I don't necessarily like the movie Rango, but I love that they filmed it all together then they all acted it out and like for, like that's another movie where they actually did all the voice acting in the same room all together and they actually were like walking around like they were in the western and stuff during the movie and acting it out and you can tell that in their voice their voice uh presentations of what they did and the things they accomplished with just voice acting that is unparred by a lot of other movies just because of that interaction with each other yeah i think this movie really pulled it off with that and all the characters just feel so natural and part of this world and each actor really gave it their all well and i love some of the things in this movie like the big cliches like at the beginning of this movie we see a dragon blast that hits behind astrid and it's right after he's talking about the girl that he really likes and stuff when we get that slow motion glamour hair flip shot and then uh we get the cool guys don't look at explosion walk with the badass hero walks and then the rest of the squad rolls up with them behind her. And it's like three or four cliches all in one, but it's like such a cool scene and it's just so fun. And that's one of the things I love about this is they, they even make like homages to some of these small things in these, but they do it in so different a way that it's just beautiful. It's amazing. It's meta. It's funny. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's just fantastic. Yeah, this movie, again, can't recommend it. Oh, I will say this time I watched it, I watched it with subtitles and I caught a line that I'd never heard any other time that I watched the movie because it's it's not it's you can't really hear it, but it's in the subtitles. And it's during one of the scenes where they're all gathered together at the beginning of the movie, like having a council. Mm -hmm. And you hear, there's some lady in the crowd who goes, I have to go do my axe returns. I never caught that before. Wow. <laughs> so stupid. But it's one of those things that I, I wish they would have enhanced the audio on that line in there. Because it is so funny to me. And having watched this movie like 10 plus times and never have knowing that line and just watching it with the subtitles and seeing that line, I laughed. I laughed so hard. I was like, yes, please. I want more of that. Yeah, that's great. I hadn't noticed that before. Um, Another thing we were talking about with like... A, the way it calls back, there's the callback when uh, Hiccup hurts Toothless and he goes, oh no, I did this. And then there's that callback when Hiccup and Toothless are hurt and Stoic goes, I did this. 
And he says it in the exact same way, in the exact same like emotions. And you can see like the similarities of father and son there, but you also see like the callback of, oh my God, like I realized what I did wrong in this moment. Like, and I have to make up for it. I have to change my ways. I have to understand my son a lot more. I have to work with him. I can't just stay in my old stoic ways. <laughs> and I, I really like how he ex learns to accept his son. Mm -hmm. And not that he necessarily agrees with him, but I do love how he does end up agreeing with him. Well, and it is, it's right. really cool because you get that throughout the entire movie because it goes, and it, it's really cool how it's like wishy-washy. Like I said earlier, he goes through not really caring for his son to really caring for his son when he thinks he's this badass dragon fighter, but then finding out he's not really fighting the dragons, he's more taming them and getting angry at him. But then he's realizing like, oh my God, you built such a special connection with this dragon that they, you guys trust, you love each other, you'll protect each other. Like, I've never seen this before. I didn't know this was possible. Wow, like you've changed my mind just from seeing it in action. And I have to be a better person. I have to be a better father. I have to be a better man and leader for this tribe because of what you did and what you showed me. And it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. uh, Stoic is such an amazingly well-written character. And his just growth throughout the movies, just insane. Well, and seriously, How to Chain Your Dragon, to me, is one of the best animated franchises ever. And it's by far probably my favorite uh, DreamWorks franchise. Like, I think this beats Kung Fu Panda as an entirety. I think this beats trek i think this beats a lot of other things as just far as just like with all three of these movies i don't have many downfalls with all three of these movies all three of these movies have great villains They're all three solid. of these movies have great stories all three of these movies has amazing character growth and development from not only this the main character but a lot of characters you see character growth with every single one you see everyone's attitude change you see everyone change their perspective on life and the way they live throughout the entire movie an entire town changes with character growth that is insane you don't see that in movies <laughs> it's why hiccup makes a great leader when it comes to that but yeah all the just the the writing staff of this movie just need huge pats on the back i just yeah they need to be awarded because it's just so well written uh i guess i don't know if you have anything else but uh again recommend this movie go watch it no i don't think i have anything else for this um i think i said pretty much everything with it just if you haven't watched this movie seriously go watch it watch the entire franchise buy the entire franchise outright you will not regret it you will not be sorry you will love this movie for some reason and it, that's the thing is this appeals to so many people if you want just visuals it has it if you want just audio it has it if you want just soundtrack it has it if you want like a good great story, story great character development Whatever you want, this movie has it in spades. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that was uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, thank you, Dana, for your choice. Yes, great choice. And again, next week, we are looking at The Book of Life. We will see you then. Bye.